Welcome to episode 380 of Texing, hosted by, you know who. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Doing all right. What's what's going on? Well, you just uh, just just off the road, right? Where were you? Literally walked in five minutes ago. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we were uh, went to Vegas to visit Cindy's parents, and then also Early was attending a uh, gymnastics camp at Southern Utah, which was like a two and a half hour drive. From Vegas, so it was sort of like a two for one. It was one of the few high performance camps around, and it was when Sandy discovered, "Oh, it's pretty close to my parents' house. Why don't we just?" You know, nice. We, we drove there, then she went on, dropped her off, came back the next, checked her in the next morning, came back, and then yesterday we went and drove down to drove to sits in Cedar City. It's Who's been, on the trip? The whole fan family. Izzy refused to go. She's like, uh, <laughs> so she, so she was at home on her own. Yeah, which made her very happy. She's oh. like a cat. She's like, just leave me alone. Just okay. How old is she now? She's seventeen. Okay. Yeah, she just wants to read. You know, she doesn't. She has no read and write. She has no interest in day trips or seeing towns or seeing her city, her <laughs> sister's gymnastic showcase or anything. But like Colby that. was Colby was up for it. Colby was. I think Colby has, um, he's proud of his little sister. Right. And he likes to, he, he think he was really kind of interested in seeing her gymnastics. So they had like a, the camp was just like three days. And on the on, and what they did was like a three-hour showcase. We didn't know what the hell that was going to be. But you went down there and all the parents are kind of sitting in the, around the gym. And it's this giant gymnastics, it's a gymna- uh, sort of a specialized gymnastics gym. And, um, and they just, for like three hours, the girls rotated between the different equipment and did, did their stuff. Is it insane seeing your your own kid doing these crazy flips and jumps and things that just, just amazing? It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. It was cool. And we brought Sandy's parents, too. So her dad, um, her dad was a, he used to do gymnastics. Oh, it was right. one of his sports. He was, he was on these multi-sport athletes. He was a really good, like, wrestler and football player and pole vaulter and gymnast so he he's a yeah, kind of a super athletes and he uh he was he's always talking gymnastics with her so it was kind of a good opportunity for her to come to, for him to come and actually see her in person because she would she would typically just bring you know show him like videos that she'd record of herself yeah yeah and so this is an opportunity to come see and um it uh yeah so it was great it was it was kind of what well, i guess it was really nice too because they had like a a day festival there in Cedar City, and Cedar City is like thirty-seven thousand, so it's kind of a small, small city. And um, there was like a, so we were on the main street, and Sandy found a uh, like one of these old time, like old time like uh, soda fountains where you go oh, and get ice oh, cream yeah, and floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we went there, and they had like tables, and stuff. so we're all sitting down, and you know eating our ice cream and sundays and stuff, and. Uh, I had walked away uh, for a minute and Sandy said, you know, it was really nice this, when they got up, this lady came up to her and she was like, oh, you have such a nice family. She's like, your grandkids, as soon as your grandparents got up, they immediately got up, make sure everything was okay. And they were like 
talking with the grand. It was like these three generations all interacting. That's so cute. And so that was kind of that was really nice because early early was sitting there going through all the videos with with uh, Sandy's dad and you know discussing all the you know well back in your day what did you oh we didn't do that back in my day you know that kind of stuff. So oh, that's it was cute. Cute. cute uh, so it all worked out. So it was a nice 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 day and the camp the camp was fun for her, but it was really funny because she said yeah like. Um, at least half, probably more than half the girls were from Utah and they were talking and they were saying, well, where are you from? She's like, I'm from California. Like California, really? (laughs) You know, they're all from these small towns in Utah. Right. And they're like, where? And she's like, LA. They're like, LA. You know, like, wow. Have you been to Hollywood? Oh yeah. video, (gasps) Hollywood. You know, so it's like, (laughs) yeah, Hollywood. I got, that's where I get my milk. (laughs) So it's funny. She goes, they were like, what, you know, they're asking each other what they do for fun. And she's like, they like, oh, she's like, have you ever been hunting or fishing? And she's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're like, what? You've never been hunting before? They're like, oh, man. so it was a bit of the city mouse, country mouse kind of thing. That's hilarious. Which I thought was really, I thought that was a good experience for her. Yeah. Cause you'd never, never had been in a situation where you had a lot of people from a different different Place. part of the country and yeah. completely different lifestyle like they they were sharing each other's you know, describing how they lived and where they lived and everyone is sort of amazed you know he's you know that's you know. that's awesome so yeah it's good it's good so yeah i'm back finally <sighs> driving the five hour drive through the desert well you are since you since you are sounding so relaxed like you just got out of a car and very low energy jason I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the thing on my list that's gonna uh, at least begin to rev you up and give you some energy. So um, let's just to start off with, let's talk about aliens. Okay, All right. here we go. <laughs> um, here we go. <laughs> so molecular biologists studying exobiospheric organisms posted to Reddit. Um, I posted that in Discord to you, and you had mm-hmm. said that you had already seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just curious what you thought of it. Well, why don't you give it a little more? Uh, you, you, you need to set this up. Who yeah, is this well, guy and I mean, what is the claim? Well, we don't know who he is. Obviously, he's completely anonymous. But some some guy uh, who worked um, for as a molecular biologist for um, a security contractor, um, a national security contractor from the 2000s to the 2010s. This is if this is all to be believed, by the way. <clears throat> but it's it's a very convincing text in many ways. But in other ways, it could be completely fake who knows but it's 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 well done let's just say that um, an, an elaborate larp was it live yeah, it action could, role-playing kind of i mean stuff? that's what i wonder like is it an elaborate larp that's that's put together by chat gpt because <laughs> you know well, it's I mean? not through, it's not put through chat did you read through all this i did read through it yeah i read through it Do you know why they don't think because there's a lot of a lot of the people on the reddit the subreddit were you know, initially yeah, they were very, biologists. Yeah. And a lot of people are initially very skeptical, but then the more they answer questions, like, whoa, wait a minute, this this sounds, this guy really knows what he's talking about. He's responding to these very detailed technical questions in real time and not making any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, um, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I was kind of reading it, you know, you kind of have a two minds when you read stuff like this. You're like, okay, if this is if this were real, okay. So they, 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 they so basically the guy is made the claim that they had several of what they call greys aliens, yeah. 
yeah. carcasses. They were all dead, and they were basically doing research on on the, on the at the genetic level. Like they were taking the cells and creating cell lines and doing types of different analysis and stuff. And that the the carcasses were uh, in like this cold. They were preserved in this what they call the I don't know what what we call, it, but they're basically in some kind of containment system. And anyway. Um, and they're working with it. Was it Battelle National Laboratory or one of these? Yeah, uh, that's that's lab. right. And uh, and the um, the 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 interesting takeaway is that um, I mean, f- just from the text, is that sim- sa- same uh, or similar DNA as us. I mean, basically DNA, ATCG, you know? right? So so they were asking about okay. Well, so let's just 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 take one step back on this. Um, so when I read, I, I think I saw that it popped up on Twitter. And I was like, what the hell is this? You know, and so I clicked on Reddit and I started reading it. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I was like, if you're, if it's true, if you're, okay, so if this is true, let's just say, let's, let's, let's suspend disbelief to somebody and go, okay, so let's just take it at face fire. This is true. It really reads like that. Well, that makes a lot of sense. It all makes sense. Like it all fits, you know, it all fits within a reasonable range of what you might expect. Why these aliens have the physical structure the gross anatomy that they do or how their genetics work and all stuff it's really interesting we can get into that in a minute the second part is like okay so let's say this guy is an elaborate hoaxer he's probably has an advanced degree in some type of biology and knows a lot about genetics a lot about these kinds of things maybe he's been thinking about this stuff quite a bit maybe he's done this whole internal world building he's like i'm gonna go and put this hoax on or something Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're doing that. It was still fascinating because you're like, okay, okay. Let's let's just let's think about it. like how 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 would you expect this to work? How, what would their DNA to work, be in it? How yeah. would the gross anatomy? How this stuff work? And you had a bunch of you know you had some smart people sit around and really think through like some you know plausible um, ideas or descriptions. And that's kind of fit either one, right? You're like, okay, well, that's true, I, yeah. I mean, it. But but if I kind of, it's, I, I sort of feel like there's, um, the pressure for disclosure is building in building in building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting more, more and more likely that whatever the government knows is going to start coming out. It's not going to come out in one big press conference. Okay. That's not how it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to come out in begrudgingly in more and more half disclosures half admissions how you know this was in this uh, closed door committee and then it's leaked out and then there was in the actual you know so it, it, and i think that's probably if people are concerned about well what, how are people going to react it's like well it's going to be s- slow enough and over time that's not going to be like we're all going to turn on news at at dinner and be like holy shit it's going to be like it's like that of course this is all f- you know, like it's gonna, it's gonna be these things where it's gonna be like, of course, this is all fake. None of this is true. To of course, it's true, right? It'll it's, just be one of those things. Like, do you yeah, just transition exactly. too it, fast? That went. It's it's the transition. It's like it's like ChatGPT. No one no one knew about LLMs, and then people started using it, and then it was super cool. And then gradually, it's just oh yeah yeah ChatGPT. Then it's boring. Like I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. It's like so boring. Do I have to keep talking about this? You know, um, like you can't get on Twitter without someone telling you ten ways to make your business more effective with ChatGPT. Oh, it's like so I don't want to read that crap. Yeah. You know, um, ten you know ten reasons how knowledge about 
the you know uh, other alien civilizations is going to affect. It's like okay, I can't read more of this crap. So, but I just want to interject. Um, so, like tw- over twenty years ago, um, I read a book uh, that was that was put together by a conspiracy theorist, and it was called The Matrix. And basically, what this book was was it was like about. Uh, let's see how how thick would you say that is about three Inch inches and a half? thick. Three inches. Oh, three inches thick, right? <laughs> well, three centimeters. That's so uh, you're. It's different for you because obviously it's like a tiny screen. Yeah. Uh, plus, also you could only see one of my fingers. So how? Oh, okay, you, you have pop- big fat fingers. So I'm like. <laughs> no, I was doing throwing this. off the dimensions. I was I doing this. How big your fingers I was doing are. this. Look, look, I can I can squeeze my head. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so so this book was like obviously home printed home created there was like loads of like do you remember photocopier do you, i mean of course you do but like i'm saying to the listeners, do you know what photocopiers are you mean like, <laughs> like the xerox machines yeah the yeah, like of course oh oh yeah. but they they're still pop we still use them do we in modern society yeah of course i mean you yeah. know yeah i mean um there's a lot of times you have documents where you, it's not digitized and you got to do something with it especially like you know, when we work to have to do something over the schools and then have to like get copies for the kids and stuff like that. Of course, it's way cheaper cheaper to print something out on your laser printer and then go make fifty copies yeah. on the school copy machine that is the oh, printed out. Of course, out you have to zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, it was like I guess a home a homemade book, but it was professionally bound. But it had uh, a section on the gr- of all these. Basically, there was about twelve different species of aliens. Aliens. Every page was just like drawn up with like printed on a typewriter and photocopied and in this thing and um one of the sections was about the greys and it said in that book like over 20 years ago it said the greys are drones they they are here just working just doing like scientific experiments pretty much what was described in that reddit text so that's the reason what makes me think um take it with a grain of salt but also Maybe maybe the original book I read was real. I mean, I don't know, but like, it's. Well, I, people, think what, I think what happens people have is known that this, this kind of concept for a long time. Yeah, I, mean, I think what I mean. There's, you know, my my feeling on this stuff is, you know, I have um, I've I have some interest in this stuff. You know, I mean, I, I we wouldn't have interviewed Leslie Kane and uh, Richard Dolan years ago if I didn't think it was interesting. And yeah, I think there's a lot of highly highly credible evidence um from you know radar and visual and and human testimony from people who are high up in government who are pilots who are police officers you know all this kind of stuff just so much of it so people aren't really paying attention to that they just think oh like there isn't but there's this there's like it would take you months to just present it in a courtroom but we said step by step, months and months of testimony. And you still have to skip most of it. Um, and it's just, there's too much to for it all to just be misidentifications, confusion, hoaxes. You know, how do you explain, you know, radar from multiple ships and planes and dozens of pilots all seeing this stuff? You know what I mean? It just doesn't, and then and, 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 and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of occasions all over the place. It just doesn't make any sense. So, therefore, I think there is something. Um, but, it, but but it doesn't mean there's not a lot of stuff that, it's like a game of um, phone tag where stuff gets kind of but confused and told in ways that maybe it isn't quite accurate. It would make sense, that given that the, the disclosures up until now have been about aircraft. 
it would make total sense that a disclosure, the next disclosure, would be about the actual being. Oh, you mean in the short term, like okay, right? Like, okay, like in, some... if if they're do, if they're doing like the David dis- Grush stuff. Yeah, if they're actually doing. Well, you, you're, you're, you're talking like they as if there's somebody who's managing the process. There's no, I don't think. I don't think that. I think first of all, that's the wrong way to think about almost everything. It's almost never somebody's in control and doing this. No, nobody's in control of anything. There are a lot of independent actors who have different motivations, different risk profiles, different not different amounts of knowledge, um, and people say things. Other people confirm them. Other people don't say things and then we get this stuff starts coming out so i don't think i i think it's uh, i think anytime you start using they and you and you talk about it as some monolithic decision making process you're you're probably gonna be wrong 99.9 percent wrong it's just never the case that that works there can be ringleaders and people who have influence over a situation and are pushing a narrative in a direct in a direction but there are a lot of independent actors that may have a lot of um correlated and overlapping interests Right, they don't all have to coordinate, and we see that in the news all the time. Right, people who have different po- certain political biases all push things in certain directions. They they're not good in a room. They're all not like on a you know like a Snapchat, you know, coordinating this stuff. They don't have to. They all kind of see the world in a similar way, and they have, they have similar um, you know incentives and whatever. So, um, in terms of this kind of stuff, uh, you know, that David Grush came out and that he's the security. Um, intelligence officer who you know had this gave those uh, was giving the testimony to the um, inspector general of the intelligence community and doing the giving closed door uh, closed door briefings to that I guess it's like the Senate Intelligence Committee or whatever and oversight committee and um, so but he he said yeah as far as he's he doesn't have first knowledge but he knows a number of different people have come to him and say yeah we have bodies we have craft you know. But he was also, um, I mean, it's like this, it's like, it's like you can only go so far. Otherwise people just start losing, the people are just like losing focus. So let's just do the craft first. Just do one thing at a time. Just because people, yeah. not everybody, a lot of people can be like, yeah, we can, we can, we could understand this, but it's probably like, let's just, once we show this craft, well, then the next question is, well, are there, is there biological entities? Are there any kind of, yeah. What? What? Or any alive? What? You know, so just go through steps. Yeah. But I think it's right. Yeah. yeah so um, you another thing you posted is um, a YouTube video, Is Disclosure Happening?, which is Richard Dolan show, um, who, who you interviewed um, on Texting. Uh, he was talking to a guy called Steve Bassett. I watched that, and one of the interesting things that Steve Bassett s- said a, a number of times is, yeah, this, this disclosure's coming, this disclosure's coming, and... You know, we're going to finally learn out that l- learn that the aliens have turned off the nukes, and that the nuclear weapons are not a threat because aliens have turned them off. I was like, I don't know about that. But even Richard Dolan was like, um, I'm not so sure about that. There's been plenty of uh, nuclear explosions. <laughs> so yeah, so Steve Bassett is the guy who 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 started the official disclosure um, movement. You know, and in trying to push Congress in this direction in some sort of as as a, as as being like a formal lobbying effort, um, and he's been doing this for I mean, you know, probably close to twenty years, if not more. And so he's, and you know, he's a you know legitimate, credible person, and he's just like, look, this stuff is not good for the country. It's not good 
for society to have these secrets and all this kind of gaslighting that's been going on. And we need to, whatever the government knows, and we know it knows more than it, it, it is, it's sharing about stuff, needs to be released. We need to have an honest discussion because secrets are bad for humans. They're bad for relationships. They're bad for families. They're bad for companies. They're bad for societies. Having secrets, especially big secrets. It's one thing to say, well, I, you know, what's the code to my bank account or the code to the nukes or small limited things. But most things, most secrets are bad and they kind of um, derange society in lots of ways. Um, but uh, so, but you know, the thing is that um, you can have highly credible people who are very serious and, and, and try and seek the facts, but it doesn't mean they can't speculate a little bit about why, about why or what people think. Right. And people have different speculations about, okay, if there are, if there's an alien race or multiple alien races that have been observing us for potentially a long time, what are their motives? Are they neutral? Like they're just from sort of like if we were observing some, you know, animal species in the wild, we're not pro or con. We're just watching you because we find interesting as our, you know, we collect, you know, or, do they have selfish intent that could conflict with our best interest or do they have, um, are they like, Hey, you know, we're, if we see some sort of species evolving into some sort of intelligent species, let's do our best to let them like do no harm kind of thing. Like they need to be who they're going to be, but let's just try and keep them from blowing themselves up or let's let's, let's just do as little as we possibly can, you know? So, I mean, you know, intelligent people can speculate on this. There's nothing wrong with speculating on this stuff. As long as you differentiate between, okay, this is what we know, and these are the logical conclusions that we can draw, and then this is this is me speculating. Because, you know, speculating is fine. It's fun to think about what might be the case, because speculation can sometimes help you create a better framework for how to think about things. Maybe wrong, you know, because, you know. When was, um, when, when did we begin nuclear testing? Well, right. It was a World War II, so it would have been like I would say, probably the for the Trinity test. I, I that was that was um, um, forty five. Like I think forty five. Forty five. I mean, I think so. Um, you know, uh, oh god, I can't remember. It was Victory in Europe Day? Well, that was in late forty four, I think, right? And or early and then, but the war in Japan, the war in the Pacific against Japan did not end, and Japan was just not going to quit, right? And and um. They weren't going to give up, and we the, the U.S. was already just firebombing all of their major cities. I mean, completely wiping out this, and they just wouldn't wouldn't quit. And they had estimates that we're going to lose a hundred thousand more men, and this is going to last for years. And we have to bring this to an end, and we have to end it soon. That was the whole anyway. The whole that was their rationale. thought process. That was a you know, and and you can you can make arguments pro and against that. But anyway, so uh, at that time, so they'd started the nuclear program. Earlier, much earlier in the war, you know, um, I think Sislard came. I think it was Sislard came to Einstein. He was like, "Look, this is possible. A nuclear reaction. We can create a bomb out of this. You need to, you know, you need to send a, a letter to Roosevelt because he'll, he'll listen to you." And that's what, that kind of kicked things off. And I, I don't know what year that was like forty two or or what when that forty three or when that was that that happened. But then that kind of that was well, the movie Oppenheimer is coming out this summer, right? So everybody can go see it and. I've better sense uh, of that. 
the reason I mention is because based on that claim, okay, they turn they 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 care about the nukes and they're going to stop us from you know blowing ourselves up. Um, it does kind of correlate that we we started really hearing about them since uh, our nukes were used. Well, there was there was stuff before that. There were foo, they called them the Foo Fighters back in the forties. They, they, there were a bunch of plane, uh, you know, the U.S. planes were flying propeller mm. planes right it's before the jets during World War II, and they're seeing all these these globes, these glowing globes circling around them and stuff, and they called them Foo Fighters. They didn't know what the hell they were, huh. you know. So this stuff and there's stuff even before that. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, ancient aliens. Well, there's some inscription on some temple that from 2000 BC and we think it looks like, alien. you know, I'm, not, I'm talking about that, mm. but there were like stuff in, um, I can't remember them, the something, uh, I don't know, something rockets. I can't remember. It was like in Sweden or somewhere in the North. And I don't know. But, you know, there's been things like that, but it, um, it, it was, it came in more to the public consciousness later. You know, but but then when you work backwards, there are different, you know, relatively credible sightings from people throughout history. Now, then, you know, it gets more and more speculative, right? At what point do you draw the line? Okay, that these are credible people saying some things that basically saying aliens or UFOs, but they, they use different words to now they're just, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know. They're saying all kind of highly speculative stuff that just sounds like, you know, that's not true. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I meant to say this at the last show. I was thinking about it. we were we were talking about I I said something to Sandy about the, the about the um about because uh, Senator was it Rubio came out and he said that he they'd be getting uh, more and more people high up in government, high security clearances in the intelligence community in the Defense Department coming to him and his committee saying this stuff is all true with firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I post. I don't know if I posted a yeah, video on that. Yeah, I think you did. I posted yeah. a video on that. So yeah. he. So and it's not just Republican senators. There's, I think, Gildebrand. I think might be Democrat. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, we're we're you know we're going to try and work this all out, but we got to protect these people because a lot of them are, are they're scared for their careers. They're scared for their. They're worried for their conservative clearances. Some are worried for their lives. So I have to be careful. But this is these are people with firsthand experience are coming through now and saying all this stuff. Anyway. So I, I told Sandy about that. I think it was when uh, I was up in Palo Alto and I was talking to her on the phone about that. I could you see that? I don't think she had. And she goes, you know, the worst thing about all the the worst thing about this is that if this turns out to be true, then that means the guy from Ancient Aliens has been right all along. <laughs> like that's the worst <laughs> the guy from thing. Ancient Aliens. <laughs> the guy from Ancient Aliens has been right all along. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like oh god, really? So um. I don't know. All I right. mean, uh, you know, for I think for it, it's 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 all really interesting stuff because there's you know there's there's um a, there's if you're if you're interested in if you're interested in it and you're willing to um look look at the interviews with astronauts and pilots and generals and they're like yeah all this stuff happened you can't just you can't just dismiss it in the hand and say well they're they're all just liars or everybody you know all these hundreds and hundreds of people are just really really confused they've been they've never been confused about anything else but they're confused about this even though they saw something for like 20 minutes straight with a group of other people but now they're suddenly liars or they're suddenly confused or i mean it just doesn't none of the stuff makes any sense um and none of that would hold weight uh, hold any water in a, in a courtroom if you said well you know i know you saw this um person murder this other person but you know you're obviously just confused it couldn't possibly have happened you were just well, 
seeing things and you're in your and the video camera was obviously broken when it was seeing when it caught this gunshot because i clearly didn't have you know i mean it's like it just yeah. doesn't make any sense so um yeah i think well i think we've done we've done uh enough on that but that was good to good to talk about and i do feel like you've pepped up a little bit um <laughs> it's, it's gave me an alien injection <laughs> inject uh, jason with some alien juice and uh, yeah ready to um, go. so project superhero yeah so okay i one thing i would say is i i'm i'm um First, we talk about your progress, but I'm really, ex- I really, it's exciting. It seems like brought people together as you've keep you've you've keep pointing out that this has really brought people together, and you're really, um, uh, you're you're getting a lot of energy and um, from it, right? Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I so I'm posting every day. I'm like, you know, uh, nine days no co- coffee, alcohol, and like then I'm getting like a few people giving me thumbs up and. And like explosions, and you like, like it. You're like, man, then, I, I need some explosions tomorrow. That's all. But I it's like, and and like, uh, you know, thirteen days no coffee. I'm I'm actually today I'm thirteen days off, and I I want to say um a big thank you to these these people who've been cheering me on. I really appreciate this to Nate, Mark, Joe, Nathan, John, Dave Williams, Dave, Dev, Caleb, Ref two five five, Gak, Veraptor, Enough Stuff, Sewell, and Robbie W. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. They'll get a thumbs up and I get a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm a big meanie. Well, it looks like, look, I laid up fair odds. It looks like you might at least beat the first step. Like you're, I, I, you know, I think you're, you're, you're good for two weeks. Right. And you're going to take credit for it. I'm not taking credit but, for anything. But I'm telling you what, like, I'm you, not taking you, credit for anything, you, dude. I don't care. I'm just, okay. I just laid right. out the odds and I'm just like, I'm, you know, look, I'm, I'm rooting for you too, man. I just said, right, this is what I think are fair odds. Let's see if Justin can beat the odds. And, um, you know, uh, one hack that I found, uh, is this alcohol free beer, uh, mm-hmm. Budweiser, Bud Zero. It's funny when you showed a photo of that. I thought that was like, you know, like a Bud Light kind of a thing. I mean, I don't drink alcohol, so I don't really know one from the other. And you're like, well, I'm just drinking like low calorie, you know, beer. I'm like, dude, that's still alcohol. Like you fail. That does not count as not drinking alcohol. But okay. And then you said, no, no, this is like a, it's kind of a, what they call it, like near beer or something like that. Yeah. It's basically um, 50 calories a can, 0.0% uh, average uh, alcohol by volume. And um, there's another one uh, as well that I want to try out, which is Guinness Zero. So yeah, I, somebody recommended that, didn't they, on the show? Yeah, that was uh, Nathan. Uh, I'm not quite sure right yeah, now. So you got your little support group you, going on. You can see it in the channel. Who recommended it? That's okay. That's the yeah. It's okay. They, they um, there. But so, I always yeah. Go I was going to say I always associate Guinness with getting really plastered. Like I can't imagine drinking anything that tastes like Guinness and not getting totally wasted. Hmm. Um, so it's going. That's part of the reason why I want to try it because, like, what this is going to be really weird. It's going to be like, is there a placebo mm-hmm. effect associated with this? I don't know. Well, how's this? How's the zero Budweiser Zero stuff? How's it working for you? I mean, it's great. It's like um, every now and again, you 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 kind of drink beer for a couple of reasons. Um, well, most people who drink beer drink beer for a couple of reasons, and one of the reasons that I drink beer is to just feel refreshed and just because it's a nice taste and it's. I can only describe it as this is something cool about it's almost like drinking bread or something. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like savory, um, but, but kind of refreshing, but also not, it's got like, it's, 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 it's interesting. So it's just a nice flavor every now and again, but then the other time you drink it is to get wasted. 
So I've been drinking this Bod Zero both of those times, like um, when I've been feeling super stressed and I just really need a drink, then I just have it. Mm -hmm. And the other times when it's like just an insanely hot day, you know, and I just need that. Well, I mean, given refresh. what it is, I mean, you could drink, you could drink three or four a day. I mean, who, who cares, right? 150, 200. You cal, could. I wouldn't man. want that much. It's not, I don't enjoy the flavor that much. Like it's, it's like this, for some reason, it's one of those things where it's like the first taste is the best. So is it, it kind of like, diminishing is, is it kind of like drinking like Diet Coke? Like after all, you're like, ugh, like this is, you can only eat like a couple <laughs> Diet Cokes, right? And second Diet Coke, you start feeling a little, ugh. I mean, that's how I feel about it. Like I, I find it, you get diminishing returns. Like, I mean, I'll open this one now have a beer with you i you know i've never had a beer on the show i've never been drunk on the show and the reason although i may have been one time but the reason why is because i am not my own person when i drink you know i'm not i am not in control of what's what happens what comes out of the mouth maybe you're just more yourself <laughs> that's what they say but that that can't be right no why can't that be right oh man all the all the things that i've done when i was drunk have, have just been like the like you know not good. The worst things that I've done when I've been like, just basically just way. basically saying things that you regret later. Things that have just really hurtful to people, like like that. Like I'm not I'm I'm not a happy drunk. I'm a drunk who'll like get really angry. It's just not not really good. I mean, I I won't in the first I, I won't in the first place. So obviously, like anyone, you know, like the first couple are just good. But let's say for example, I'm ten beers in. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm probably not very pleasant. <laughs> right. That's that's when your wife doesn't talk to you for three days. Oh, I've, I don't think I've done done that with Georgie. That was probably before I met Georgie. Right. So yeah. the um, again, I don't drink alcohol. Never have. So I don't really know the difference. But but for me, the difference between like Diet Coke and Coke or or whatever. I mean, some of the diet version versus the regular version is is a big difference. Like, but some it's not. Um. Like I could have like a diet cream soda, and to me, that is really close to as good as as a regular cook. So the difference is, I don't feel like I'm losing anything. Like so, oh, I have the diet. I'm gonna hate it. I really gonna want the regular Coke the whole time. But um, diet Coke itself, some of the stuff by is kind of like you can't. I can't drink more than a certain amount of it because it just doesn't taste that great. But um, is it comparable or is it like? The, the the magnitude's difference when you're talking about like the, the near beer versus the beer, but it's like, okay, the near beer this isn't is, even close. Oh, this is very comparable to what I drink and what I like, uh, but I think most listeners on this show probably don't like what I like. So I like a, a Bud Light or a, or a Coors Light or something like that mm -hmm. because I don't... You don't like the heavy I've, the heavy. I've just stuff. never been into heavy beers. You know, I've always been into beers that are just quite you know quite watered down low alcoholic so this is very similar very similar to okay those, so I, you're getting like you're getting yeah. like 50 percent of what you want anyway yeah that's not, well, that's good well look i mean you know I, I i believe in hacks anything you can do to make stuff less painful more enjoyable like just do them like, there's no point and and make yourself suffer for this i mean some people like to make themselves suffer like i'm gonna wake up at five in the morning and take an ice cold shower for 20 you know like okay whatever i I, I don't, I'm not into that, but, um, sounds great. That was a good plan. So I don't want to like, um, count my chickens before they hatch, but if I can, if I can do this for 30 days, I think then I'm going to target another thing. I'll give up something else. Um, okay. Well, what did then, I say? So I say you're, I, I gave you a, uh, uh, 50, 50, make it two weeks and then, um, 25% chance of making it to three weeks. Um, 
Now, I would adjust the odds now. Mm-hmm. The odds are different now. Um, There's people, because of all the other people involved. Right. Well, you were like, I think, I don't know if it was because of the odds. Like, okay, I, I played the baddie, so I laid down these odds, and and then the group came to your help. You were like the Peloton. Like, they're like, we're going to pull Justin forward. He's going to draft. Like, let's just, we're going to work to get Justin off the mountain, right? You know how the, the Tour de France works, right? And they have the Peloton. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So you're... I feel like I feel like that Peloton formed and or you had your group you had your team and they're doing they're helping you draft, right? Or everybody's kind of drafting each other, but I feel like you're getting a lot out of that. If you had done this on your own, like you were doing before, and you're like, I'm not gonna say what I'm doing, and I'm gonna, I think my odds would have been spot on. But I think I you think came so. up with yeah. a I think you've you've got some additional tools, additional motivation, additional support. So I would I would adjust the the odds in your favor uh, a quite I mean, a bit now. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because what's going on in the superhero channel is is huge. I mean people are doing amazing progress. Yeah, and they're posting it like I don't know why we didn't do this years ago. Well, but, we didn't have a Discord years ago. So we, I mean we've had this community. Yeah, I guess, but just I don't know why we didn't think of it. But well, that's um, good. Well, that's good. So. Yeah, well, I think at 30 days, it, it sounds like not a bad idea. Maybe somewhere between the 30 days, six weeks, whatever, when you feel like, when you feel like you've got this kind of in the bag. You know what I might go for next? What? Like this would, that would make, because obviously this is, uh, the alcohol and the coffee is is foundational. It's like the, the basic of me making good decisions. Mm. Once I've got that nailed, then I can continue to make good decisions. The, the next one that I could go for is sugar. That would be... You know, very big for me. Well, what's it going to take to get like, you to work out every day? And well, I, I think just a walk with the dog. I mean, actual. I actually think that's. Exercise. I think that's kind of part. You know, well, actually, that's that's another thing I was going to say is I think I need a new Anwa because I don't have any any trainer in my life. You need a trainer. For your I think so. Yeah. Right. I think so. Well, I'm a virtual trainer, but not someone who's too. Uh, one was recommended by uh, Gak. I'm going to call him that because I don't actually know what his name, what is, how to say his name. Um, but um, the the guy he recommended was just very full on. Like, I I need someone who's low energy, low <laughs> not energy, so, not so high energy. Just someone who's who's like. I don't think he wants someone low energy. 50- like, oh, I guess we're gonna do a session. Today. But I I need someone who recognizes I'm a 54 year old guy who like probably can only do three press ups. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, I think I think most trainers are would be fine with that and most trainers i mean that's how most people are right if you're if you're only working with there's there's a very limited number of trainers who are only working with with you know top athletes very right. very limited that's you know there's there's just not enough of them unless you happen to be connected in with you know a professional team or something like that or, or a very specific community you just you, you know if you want to if you want to make uh, a good living you need to take all comers and you need to be able to come up with with plans that are going to work for them based on whatever they're wherever they are where they are physically and mentally and what their goals are so i don't think you have to be too worried about this guy's too hardcore this not there look they want your money right and they mm-hmm. want you to be successful and the only way that they're going to continue to be paid by you is if they come up with a plan that's working for you so I don't think you have to go. Oh, I got to find the right trainer. The trainers are going to adapt to you. The only th- mm, okay. the only thing you need to avoid is if I just think if you just think the person is kind of a jerk or really annoying or something. There's something about them or their schedule just doesn't work. Like I really want to work out with them these 
times and they're really busy and they can't fit me in. And that, that wouldn't work. Well, it has to be virtual as well. Okay. Um, so I'll, um, I'll do a little bit of research on that. I'll do a bit of research on that. Okay, so enough about me. How about you? How's your Project Superhero? Well, I've... Um, I, I, let's see. So we... I took a week off because, or half. I mean, it was so the 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 couple months. This couple months is sort of like um, it's probably more than anything just going to be uh, stationary in terms of weight loss because like it's like every other weekend I'm off for like three or four days. Like it was to Oregon, and then it was to Palo Alto, and then you know we're at Vegas and Utah, and then weekend after next I'm going to uh, Illinois and going to Chicago. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's it's a lot of a lot of travel and everything's broken up and it's not like i just go on friday and come back and Sunday night it's like going like a wednesday and come back so it's like every it's like impossible to make any real progress doing that so and i don't even bother trying to do anything serious when i'm traveling because it's too frustrating and i'm just never in the mood like you're always exhausted and times worked out it's like oh i can't go meet you for dinner because i gotta go work out in the hotel gym you know it's like just give give me a break you know Mm -hmm. um so it's just i'm more believer like work out hard you know in your normal situations and then when it's on a holiday or whatever just relax just take a few days off like don't don't sweat it so what i'll do what i've been doing is kind of like then i come back and get three or four days or a week or week and a half of 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 hard work in, kind of get back to scratch and then i go so that's kind of where i am i mean i'm lifting weights that i'm definitely putting on muscle i'm definitely getting stronger um but the weight loss kind of had even when i was before the travel start started i kind of was flatlining right around 200 pounds just under so after the trip to chicago at the end of the month um i may just have to um do a sort of an audit of my diet like really think really measure to the calorie what i'm eating and then cut things back another couple hundred calories because i think i'm just just a little bit over despite despite doing 500 or more calories of intervals getting my heart rate up in the 150s or 160s on the cardio and lifting weights for 30 45 minutes hard with like an only minute rest you know sets of 8 to 12 i mean i'm i'm not screwing around and so it's kind of it's really frustrating when you work out that hard and you don't see progress you must be feeling good though yeah i feel good i mean you know i look at self mirror and i'm like yeah i can see the muscles are coming out right you see yourself and you okay that looks good but then at the same time it's like i'll look at a photo of myself and i'm like damn it i still i actually gotta drop another 20 pounds you know um i mean i don't look bad but it's like i you know i don't look like how i i think i should look you know, well, that's what I've been saying for 35 years, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so we'll see. So, so, so anyway, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of in a, in a, in a uh, holding pattern until the end of the month and then I won't have any more, there won't be any more traveling for me for a while. So then I can just really try and try and drop some pounds, but, um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's about that, all I got. That's for. all you got. So, oh, you know, one All thing right, I should um, talk about on the trip, can I, the one thing on the trip. Yeah. And so yeah, one on. thing that, um, so Colby has been um, pushing for the, or, you know, for the last couple of years, like, dad, can we do the, can we go, can we go uh, uh, do the, this, the, the, race the, the cars on the exotic, the, 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 the high performance cars or whatever on the track. 
you're in you know, Vegas, there's thing called Speed Vegas. And you'll see these Ferraris mm. and Lamborghinis and all this kind of stuff. And it's like the it's like literally like about the first thing when you're coming in on the 15 from LA to Vegas. And I'm just like, we usually were going to see your parents. And of course, there's another 45 minutes to their house because they live on the other side. And it's like driving back and really in for a few days. And it's usually around, it's, you know, Christmas or, or, or Thanksgiving. You know, it's like, it's, it's not really a good time to do that. Like we have family stuff going on. But we had, we had some downtime. And, um, you know, early was at camp and he was bugging. He was, oh, you want to do this? And I was talking to Sandy about it. She's like, you know, we're not doing any big trips. We're not going to Europe this summer. We're not going to, you know, we spend a lot of money on early at her camps and this and, and Izzy. She's like, that's just, why not? And so I was like, all right, fine, let's do it. So made reservations, went over on Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, they have the different kind of cars, right? So, on the low end, it's like, I don't know, $300 for five laps. And you can have sort of entry-level fast cars, kind of the lower end, you know. Like a Porsche or something. Yeah, lower end Porsche, lower end Ferrari. I mean, but then you go higher up. And so we got kind of like the middle tier. I was like, I'm not spending for the highest end. Like it's like $500 for five laps or something. Like let's, I'm like, this is the first time we're doing it, right? And so I did. And then if... We did the seven lap, so it was a little more, and I got a little bit of a discount. So Colby did, I think it was like 450 bucks each, and he did the Corvette, which had like 550 or 570 horsepower, and I did yeah. the Audi R8, which had, oh, I love those. 600, it had 650 horsepower, zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds, and... um because that's when I was kind of thinking about buying. I was like, if I could, I think I might get the R8. I think that is a great car. It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every, I gotta be honest. It just looks. It looks like uh, like a superhero car. Yeah. yeah, it was the one that Tony Stark drove in like one of the Avengers movies or yeah. something. He pulls up in that like orange <laughs> R8. I'm like, that's pretty badass looking. And um, so anyway, we get in, and I, I mean, I didn't know what to expect of this thing, right? So you go there. And I'm like, well, how long, like, are we going to spend hours of like training? You know, cause sometimes you go to these things, it's just so much prep. It's just really, really annoying. But it was like, go in, we check in. They're like, okay, 15 minutes, you walk around and you look at the cars and then your briefing's going to start. We go in the briefing, it's like 30 of us in there. Um, and they're like, okay, so blah, 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 blah. Right, got it. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what do you say? Wait, what do you say? <laughs> don't click, don't do this. Just whatever you do, don't do it. And I'm like, what do you say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he says, right, everybody do, got it. Thumbs up, do it. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like the opposite. I remember when, when Sandy and I got certified for scuba diving back years ago before we went on our honeymoon. And it was like this two, three day thing. You spend, you have all, you're sitting in these classes and you have all this written test stuff. Then you got to go to the pool and you're doing all this stuff and it's really boring. Right, it just takes forever, and the guy's like, "Okay, now remember when you breathe in, you got to blah blah," and you're just like, "Oh, to like two full days of that," and you're just, I mean, you know, it's payout. Like, it was nice. We went scuba diving a couple of times during the honeymoon, and that was really cool and all. But the two days of the of the training was just, I mean, I just, I just was not looking forward to. I don't look forward to stuff like that. And I was like, I hope this isn't like an hour, two hours of that. It was like the opposite. It was like, it was, it was, it was funny how short it was. And they're like, oh, don't worry. Cause you know, we'll have a, the, the, you know, the driver will be, the coach will be sitting next, next to you and, and telling you what to do, whatever. So 
Do they do they have brakes and a wheel? The the, the coach no. next to you or no? They do have a they do have like a emergency brake thing they can pull. I think, but they can pull over and, and grab the wheel, and they have the rear view mirror. So they say, "Don't worry about looking in your rear view mirror. Just look forward. I'll let you know." Okay. Because he's sitting next to you, and he'll be like, "I'll let you know if someone's going to pass you, and if that happens, put on the hazards, and we're going to slow down, let them pass, right? So you don't have to worry about it, right? Just you focus on what's in front." Let me guess, Colby passed you like five times. No, no. So we'll ha- we'll, but first of all, we didn't go. We didn't go at the same times. Okay, um, you did go at the same times. So, um, so we get in there. But the, one of the things that made it tricky for me is they had like the paddle shifter. So instead of having a gear uh, like the normal. Um, stick shift you shift yeah. on next to your in your fingers you put you oh the tiptronic the tiptronic stuff yeah i know the one you mean it's it's just like you push up and down so you so it's it's like a semi-automatic it's sort of like well yeah you have one when the right side you was, don't have a clutch was, uh, right yeah the right side no is, is, is shift up and the left side is shift down and you pull with your fingers to shift up shift down so it's very on the on the steering wheel on the steering wheel just yeah, behind, yeah. and so and my car has that you're it's Audi. And so it's very similar to, um, I guess, apparently, like the controllers. So if you're doing like race cars on the controllers, use it, use like the yeah. R1, R2. Of course, I don't use those. So we get in there and he's like, okay, now remember to shift up, shift down. And he's like, shift up, you know, because so he's in there going, <laughs> okay, shift up, okay, now lays all the race, go, no, we break, break. So he's like giving all these instructions like really fast, right? And you're trying to, the difficulty was translating those those commands into actions. Quickly enough, right? And it's not like use the force, Luke. It's like imagine it's like Luke, break, Luke, 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 do this, Luke, do this, Luke, do this. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, no, no, break, no, break, break, forward, no, lean in, lean really, lean hard, go on, cut the Luke, you got our wide, go wide, run, push. Forward. You're just like Jesus Christ. You know, like what? <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Damn, dude!" Like I was trying to, and I was like, "What do you, what do you say? Break straight? What do you mean? Like, what do you, what do you mean break straight? Just break, break straight." That was one of the things he said. He said that means just while you're going in the straight to break. I'm like, "Okay." Like I don't know what the hell he means. Like, I mean, just it, say break. Just yeah, fucking just break. break. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to parse that. But again, it's with a machine gun to other list of commands, and you're just like, "What does he mean by breaking straight?" So, um, anyway, like my the the car the the track I think was like 1.3 miles in length. So it wasn't like just an oval, right? It was, you had some turns and series of turns and stuff. So you had to like relearn how to lean into, you know, like break into the turn, get out wide, accelerate, yeah. downshift, yeah. upshift, you know, you kind of do the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And when you're doing multiple in a row, right. You have to really kind of do it just right. If you want to optimize your speed. And, um, so my first lap was was like one hundred uh, minute fifteen seconds. My best lap was a minute seven seconds. So I had the twenty first fastest lap of the day, um, and they're running like thirty people every, you know, hour or something. So I mean, it's, it's a good time for a first not time. Bad, not bad. Colby beat me. He got a he got like a two seconds faster. Got a minute five. The top ten was one oh three. So we just missed that. You know, he I think he 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 had the sixteenth fastest. Of course, he has a million excuses. Well, oh, you know, the guy wouldn't let me do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm like, dude, is this a smart strategy? Be talking shit to the guy who paid for everything? <laughs> like, you really think that's like a winning strategy? <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. Anyway, so. Did he, have, did he have a blast? Did he have a blast? Oh, yeah, he could be. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it was. So, so what was your top speed? 
You know, I don't remember. I, I have to look on the thing they sent me. Colby said his was 140, so mine was probably given, you know, 140, upper yeah. 30s. I mean, two seconds is not a big difference in time, you know, and a lot of that is probably caught up in a transition into and out of one of the corners. You know, I didn't, I, I downshifted too early or didn't shift up fast enough or whatever. So probably got around 140, give or take. My, my, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, go on. Uh, my buddy Shane, uh, a couple of times we've been on go kart uh, tracks together. He's, um, they're actually, uh, Sarah and Shane are, are going to be uh, visiting us for a vacation in a couple of weeks. But the thing is, He's literally half my size, <laughs> so he's got this insane advantage because basically, I'm like the, the poor go kart's got to lug this heavy. Fucking, you're not that heavy. <laughs> I know, you're not three hundred fifty pounds, like, dude. You're two hundred. I'm just saying versus me. Like he, he's literally like. I mean, he must. He be, weighs one hundred five pounds. Like, pounds? Is that one hundred and sixty or something? One hundred and fifty. I don't think he, that's. He, I think he's not. just a better driver. I mean, <laughs> that's just, you're not. I've dude. I've driven with you, and I can tell you, that's the advantage. Well, Colby, well, okay, we I'm, we did the go kart raid a- after that. Colby wanted to do yeah. go karts after. I was kind of like after driving yeah. these cars, you really want to do go karts, but he 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 loves go karts, and they had the. the and how did that go down? What's that? How did that go? Yeah, well, um, yeah, it was still went fine. I mean, it was good. Colby lapped me on that. He lapped. He, he did lap me. <laughs> he was he was re- he's actually really good. I mean, I'm just you know whatever. I'm as average or or whatever, but he's um. He's actually good. So he's kept talking to us. Oh, I love Jesus. I'm like, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> you know, but um, the uh, I'm I want to go back and do the um, the 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 cars again, the, the exotic cars. I because but I would do tw- I would do like twenty. I'd pay more and do like twenty laps. If well, I th- why don't you go up to the Lamborghini level? Well, they had Lamborghinis at my level. I mean, it was just it was just faster than the Lamborghini. So they had different different models, right? The Huracan or the whatever they had all these different lamborghinis all these different ferraris all these different um porsches and they had the corvette they had that was the only audi it had um it had some mclarens um you know i mean you know i just for for the middle price level the r8 was the fastest they had the mm, most horsepower okay. and the and the uh quickest zero to 60 um I'm all, I mean, it's all pretty close, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, you could, I, I could have done one of the Ferraris or whatever, or the GTO or something. But um, I just thought the R8 looked cool. I was like, yeah, I'm going to see what these is. I always looked at them, and so I'm going to give it a shot. But next time I might try like a McLaren or I might try a Lamborghini. But okay, mm-hmm. so just um, my recommendation for if anyone's going to Vegas or a place that has something like this, do it. It's awesome. I mean, it's worth, you know, like, you know, people go spend all this money to go like on a day tour, you know, we do zip lining and stuff like this is way more fun than that. I mean, way more fun than, oh, we went snorkeling and that was, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> this is a lot more fun than snorkeling. It's more fun than zip lining. It's more fun. You know, it is super fun. But also there's very, there's very little protocol. You just get straight in the car and off you go. Yeah, well, you know, because the 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 dude's sitting next to you, right? So he can, right? If you're, you you can only screw up so much because he can he can just has hand on the wheel and just push, you know, and he's telling you what to do. Um, but you're driving. I mean, you're doing everything. He's just there as sort of like a like this over over um, enthusiastic AI or something, right? Um, hmm. 
But I, the other thing I think would make it more fun is I would do it a little longer. I would spend a little more money and do like 20 laps. I mean, seven laps, I think I did it in like 12, like 12 minutes or so, which is a fair amount of time. is isn't like it's over when you do, like play a video game and it's done in 90 seconds. I mean, 12 minutes is yeah. not bad time. But I felt like I was starting to, I, I didn't put together a great complete lap. Like had elements where I did stuff really well, and then I'd make a and I'd screw up and I didn't go wide enough on a turn and, and going into a turn or I down I'm like ah you know like just I need a little more time just to kind of get my make these things a little more reflexive. Yeah, so that's my um, recommendation. Uh, so have you ever heard of the weekend? The weekend, the 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 band, musician, the, no, it's a guy. the musician, it's yeah, a guy. Well, he yeah, changed his a, name no, it's from a guy. the week. It was the weekend. Now he's now he's going by a, a actual name again or some actual human name. So he did. I saw this um this video on HBO uh, of his um, live at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about it. Like I I, I feel like it really represents um, where we've gone with social media. Okay. This this video like represents like the the problem that society is going to face moving forward so this 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 concert basically he had um okay two two nights sold out seventy thousand fans and essentially the concert is him singing to a backing tape of his music with around i I don't know like 50 or 100 dancers but all of the dancers just covered with like hijabs but they don't even have holes for eyes so you, there's no so there's no person so so there's no band there's just him seventy thousand people and just kind of these faceless dancers and it's just it, to me that seems like that is the epitome of like where it's going for like the social media like you you know like what what we're set up like you can just uh, it's just you in front of the mirror you know <laughs> it's just you with your phone in front of the mirror yay there's your fans <laughs> you know this is that taken to the nth degree. <laughs> well, apparently people like it because he's. You know, oh, people love it. You know, His music is amazing. Okay, I mean the music is the most important part, right? If you can make great music, yeah. it doesn't matter what the dancers are or not. You know, I mean, like you probably could have done that. He probably could have done that. You know, fifty different ways in terms of the kind of dancers, the kind of whatever laser show and stuff. Yeah, but- None of that stuff is that stuff is sort of meaningless. I think. But think about like the Rolling Stones or something like that. You know, Mick Jagger's up there and he's like, oh, and tonight we've got a special guest, David Bowie's going to come up on stage with me. And oh, yeah, we're all we're all friends. You know, that's it's like, like almost like, never, t- dude. What are you talking about? That's like, I'm, that, 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 that always happens in concerts. I've never always. Saw, like, I you've never seen that? They always bring friends on. There's always camaraderie. Always? I mean, very often. I don't know. So what you're saying is they're not going to bring friends up on stage got... anymore because everybody's going to be. I'm in just saying, like the world. whole vibe, like it's just, it's just, it's just becoming such an insular thing. Like it's just like moving from from the band even to even Michael Jackson or or um, Lady Gaga. Like she, when you see her backstage interviews, it's, it it feels like a team or whatever. It does but feel like this, a team. You know, you think they're getting. You think like Lady Gaga? Is, she's a team. She's just the. And so you're saying the weekend is even less of a team than she than her. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch someone's name, but just the just the visuals of it. Really, it's not necessarily the reality of it, but the visuals of it was definitely like odd. Okay, this this is the well. I look. Is, I, think I'd, I think I'd and be social network th- taken to the end. I think I'd be a little careful about over extrapolating on where the world is going because of one guy's weird concert concept. You know what I mean? I mean, the the reality is that these entertainers. 
are always trying to come up with something new, something different, something that people are going to talk about, right? Because if you talk about something that's new and different and weird, people just want to go see it, right? If it's like, oh, it's just like the same old, you know, seven dancers and the same old outfit changes and the same old laser show in the background, people are like, okay, you know, it's like, do I really want to spend however many hundreds of dollars for this or thousands of dollars for the ticket? So you got to make it I mean, weird. look, fair play, as they say in Ireland, like, that's a lot of pressure for one person and one voice to carry to 70,000 people. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine just d- singing to a backing track, like, to 70,000. That's just, to me, that's that's just yeah. very Well, that also, and because it's just him, you could see why they might want to invest in all these, this, this crazy visual with these. Oh, it had an amazing light dancers. show. I mean, it was, yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I always, uh, I think it's always worth um, being careful about over-extrapolating by just a couple of data points. And if and if you are listening, Mister Weekend, um, <laughs> I, I I apologize um, if 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 this was offensive. Oh, anybody who's listening, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> just put that out there. <laughs> All right, uh, let, we should probably do like a, a math academy or a list uh, update. So, so let's uh, let's let's talk list. Okay, thank you. Or the, the um, app formerly known as List. Well, well, I, I, so I haven't changed its its branding yet because I want I'm going to do that after because it's after what it isn't it isn't after I've uh, done the uh, what, what after did I disclosure. Say? I was going to make them searchable, stylable, Shareable. draggable, all that kind of stuff. All once, the ubbles. Once once it's sort of backtracked to be what I consider to be uh, decently functional as a regular note app okay uh, which it isn't yet because it needs to have the styling and all that stuff that's the next big round um but yeah i i pushed out search uh to make it searchable and um ben boiter who he's our is our resident search expert he's our resident search expert his he he uh has tried it out and his his response is that's one sexy search what more do you need? There you go. I mean, that's that's so, if, you, if he's happy with a search, I think you're that's a checkbox. You can move on. I mean, I must say that uh, I haven't actually seen a search uh, like this. Um, I wish that ser- all searches work like this, but of course, I mean, you always wish that stuff worked the way that you build you, you build things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, in fact, I wish that uh, VS Code search worked like that because then it would be much easier for me to find stuff in my very disorganized code and that was something else i wanted to talk about was how important it is to just keep your code organized yeah and to just sort of keep like going back through it and like almost like rake like you're raking leaves in a garden like just rake it reorder it break it constantly refactor Mm -hmm. make it better like how how do you do that like how big how big is your code base how many files do you have for example dude i have no idea i mean it's big it's a lot I really have no idea. I'm just like scrolling and scrolling. I mean, it's many, many, many hundreds. Do you do you like? Do do you? How do you do it? Tell me. I'm not going to. Not in a good way. How do you? Not in a good way. I mean, I've I talked about this years ago, where because you know your Express is like this very um, bare bones um, framework for Mm. for Node. I mean, basically for the most part, it gives you like routes. Okay. And then you can do some plugins like, the, here's the templating engine. You just kind of 
you know, but it, it's pretty basic. Um, and I mean, you can do lots and lots of plugins, I guess, and soup it up, but I, I don't use it. For, I don't use, I don't rely on express for a whole lot. Um, you know, and like a lot of these frameworks, like I have your folder HTML files, wave your public folder, right? It's HTML, JS, yeah. CSS and IMG. Right. And then, um, you know, when I had hired the CVOD collective years ago, um, he created some, he, you know, he, we had like controllers, services, you know, things, helpers, things like that. Um, really outgrown that. And here's the problem is that when you have hundreds of pages, hundreds of screens, and then it's like, and you have hundreds of CSS files and hundreds of JavaScript files just on the client side, it's like you have to kind of find each one independently we're all working on them together it's like almost would work better is if you had like a thing called screens and in each screen it had the specific css javascript and html file for that yeah it's like everything was wrapped up and so so it's like the the responsibility of that uh so what what the user what the user sees like the end the end product each functional area was wrapped up into like a code area is that what you're saying yeah, I just well, you know, I mean, I th- I think, I mean, you you could you could have like folders and the, on the on the server side for certain types of functionality, related functionality or or engines or whatever. But at least in the client side, you would have screens, and everything would be a list of screens, and it would have all the files related to that screen, and then you'd have like maybe dialog boxes or utility screens that were, were kind of used these things are used across screens or something i always thought about doing something like that but i didn't do it because it was just like reworking the whole thing i was like screw it it's just gonna be that's, huge that's pain. exactly that's something else which is like you know i do find i'm i'm going back in when I, even though i know i should probably be doing some actual work but i'm like i'm just like shaving off it's like grating parmesan cheese <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's like okay today i'm gonna do like five minutes of shaving this thing into a better shape because yeah because if you just let it go too long then it's like yeah then then it's you have to declare bankruptcy cost. well it's like a lot of times <laughs> it, it, a lot of times the difference between reality and ideal is not that far off you know so it's like well it would be nice if it was this way but the the real advantage of it isn't that great so it's not worth the cost you're like, if I was starting from scratch, I'd probably do it this way. But it's just not going to make that big a difference. Nobody's going to, it's not going to make a difference to anyone. It, does it really affect my development speed? Probably not. Does it affect the, the user experience? Zero. Does Not at all. So what the hell, why would I spend this time? And I'd probably introduce some a lot of bugs. And I'd probably get, find out situations where it's like, oh, crap. Like, where do these files go? Because it's not really a screen. And it's not really a this. And it's not really that. And how do I, you know, you're, you're going to, there's going to be areas where it's just not going to work as well. I think it probably does affect development time, though, because like it's just just in too small of a way to notice. I think it's like death by a thousand paper cuts, because like every time you you find yourself confused looking for a file, you know, rooting for well, it's all now with Command P. You just showed it to me. Well, Command Command P is very. That I is, didn't that even is know cool about that. I was like, what? <laughs> have you been using? Have you been? Yeah, using that I since? was like, holy shit. <laughs> Are you serious right I'd now? never seen it. I mean, you know, it was a hotkey that I'd never heard of. I was like, well, then I, I was, because I, I was thinking, so putting things in all these kind of different folders 
almost kind of like you think about classifying the internet like Yahoo did. Like Yahoo's going to create yeah, this yeah. hierarchical taxonomy of of websites and things are going to go here. You know, where Google said, "Screw it, search." All right, just search. We'll handle it for you. Don't worry about where it's placed. Just search. And so I'm thinking, you know what? And I'm thinking like, why? You know, because because there are going to be trade offs, and there was you know between putting in this screen based model as opposed to like a type based or file type based model. Now, just say don't even worry about it, but just just really do the command thing. So I I was a couple of times where before I'd have to go okay, I you know go down to public, expand the public folder, this CSS file, 150 CSS files, search, scroll to the D's because this is the name the the screen name starts the D, you know. And I don't have to worry about it. I just do the search. So I think your command so, P pretty much rendered it a, a, a an irrelevant conversation. Well, not for me anyway. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've got you command P. And I, your command P. I mean, I've I've got command P, but I still find it like really, you know, because I I have to remember the names of things. You know what I mean. So, like, I mean, maybe you've got a super brain that can have like a million different file names that don't follow any kind of format, and you can just go Command P, zing it back. <laughs> you like go straight into it. Like, how do you remember what they're even? Well, called? I name them what they are. You know, I mean, that's the thing I've talked with with Justin Skysick, who you know works on stuff. I was like, naming is really important because by naming something, you're really describing what it does, and if you name it, if you give it a vague name, or worse, a you name it something that it isn't, that's just going to create confusion later. And it's going to make you think about it in the wrong way. If you're thinking about things very clearly, then you're going to be able to come up with a good name. And so anyway, it's just always put thought into naming and always come back to things and rename them when you have a clear idea about what role it is playing. So if you name things, if you name, if you do a good job of naming, I don't think finding stuff is that hard. I don't, it's, it's, it's pretty uncommon for me not to be able to find something because I named it something that I didn't expect. Not that it hasn't happened. There are some, there are some so, old stuff that I wrote a long time ago where I'm like, damn it, where is that thing? All right. It's called the stupid thing. And, and I didn't rename it. Well, uh, I'll give you an example of, of something where I got just lost. Um, had this function that was apply the loss, apply loss selection. So like whatever, whatever thing they had selected, that's that's stored in in memory somewhere, and now just apply that last selection. But for some reason, I keep forgetting it. I keep forgetting that function. So I'm like, what was it? Was it last selection? And I just can't find it. And I'm searching for it, and all sorts of other random stuffs coming up. And so it's like, and where where is it stored? It's stored in UIUtilities.js. Like no, <laughs> UIUtilities.js. Like, okay, that. I mean, you look at a file called UIUtilities.js, you're like. Okay, what's in there? I mean, that's a black box that I have no idea about. Mm -hmm. You know, that needs to, like apply loss selection needs to be in a file called something like, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. I can't even think of a good name for it. That's that's the problem. I haven't thought of a good name. But that's the kind of thing where I want to keep going through and just making it easier to remember what to search for and you know what to call this stuff. So. Well, I mean, I think it's always worth putting time into that stuff. But I think there's diminishing returns at a, a certain point, so I, it's it's not worth. Coming up with like the ideal structure, I'm not sure that exists because whatever the ideal structure is now, it's not going to be the ideal structure a year from now or two years from now. It's like the the yeah. the, con the 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 product concept is going to evolve and expand to a point where it's like, oh, these things that I did are not really working anymore. And if you have something that was overly 
I don't want to say idiosyncratic or just opinionated as opposed to just really basic. Now you, you, you might've put some constraints on things that are just going to make things really hard, really weird. Like this is not going to work. So, so what else, what else did I have to say about that? Um, so what's not, what's the next steps on list? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, well, I already mentioned that I'm not going to rebrand it. So if you want to play with it, you can go to trylist.io and you can get straight in there and you won't have very much to search, but you just create a couple of documents. Um, I'm pretty unhappy with the left-hand nav. That really does need to be uh, improved, but I'll, I'm going to circle Why back to that. are you unhappy with it? Um, I think I'm unhappy with all left navs. I don't, I like, <laughs> like left navs, like I, I want them to be, as flexible as the editing area, I want it to be as easy to work with a left nav so that I can just quickly zip stuff around and move stuff around and organize it anywhere I want as fast as I can do it in the main edit area. And um, I do have this burgeoning thought like, hmm, maybe it should just be the same as the editing area, mm. but just a left nav, you know, just be completely the same. Okay. So that's something I'm thinking about. Um, but the next step is going to be going down to, oh, the the really big elephant in the room, which is proper styling with HTML. Right. So I'll be, I'll be no, right now. Nodes are just text. So I need to make them work with real HTML. So if I can get that done by next week, um, which I don't think I can, because I'm going to Vegas. Um, so that's probably not, what are you going to do in a, what are you doing Vegas? Uh, modern teacher meetup. Did you just have one of those? This is another one. So the modern teacher is owned by a parent company called stride. And, um, we're meeting people from stride. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's the second thing. So yeah, well, what kind so, of style are we talking? Bold, font size, colors. Uh, you know, what we... Well, so okay, so there's macro level styling. So each node is going to have the capability to become different node types. So right now, there's just it can be node, which is just text, or it can be a task, which is a mm-hmm. bullet, which is a, a task checkbox. But I'm going to add bullet, and I'm going to add list, so that when when they're in a row, they'll be bullets or they'll be numbered list. I'm going to add H1 through H6 so that they can be headings. And so so on a node level, there's going to be styling. And then within a node, there's going to be styling where you can have bold, italic, links. And I think that's probably where I'll stop it. And they'll have another block, which will be a code block. Actually, I the thing about the code block is I really want it to be that a code block is multiple. Every line of a code block is a node rather than a code block being one expanded node. I think it depends on the situation. I mean, a lot of times, if it's an entire code block, you just, I think you're going to want that to style that as just one, as one thing. Exactly. If it's, if it's just one node, it's a code block, but I don't like that idea for a bunch of reasons, because um, if, if it's works with the existing system, the existing functionality of nodes, and I just make it so that you do something like a container. So I say, okay, this node is a container node and anything contained within here is considered code. Then you'll be able to click on any line and you'll be able to turn it into a checkbox. Yeah, no, I see you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do I that? I don't think you're going to want anything with a code. Because then, you, because then a specific line could be um, a checkbox and then a checkbox could have a discussion, like a shared, dis- like that you can talk about. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus... If a, if a code block was just like a text area in a node, for example, you wouldn't have any granular control. It would just be, you'd just be talking about the code block. Mm. You couldn't talk about a line within the code block. I see. 
I don't know. I mean, the easy one is to just kind of play with it and see how it works. See it works out. But uh, you definitely want code blocks and you definitely want inline code. I mean, the, the thing about Slack that's really nice is that when particularly Justin and I are going back and forth with stuff, you know, we're always pasting in discussions and this function name or this parameter and you can just highlight that in, in it and it make it a, a code and it, you know, this is code yeah. style or here's a whole block of code or here's some command like stuff that run in the command line. So that is really convenient and it makes things really easy to read. Um, so you should definitely. Have you used, have you put an image in list yet? Have you used that yet? I played around with it, but I, I haven't had an actual use case for it recently. Okay. So I'm definitely not going to listen to you when you say, when you say it would be really good if you did that. Well, it did, I mean, it, it, does, do it. it doesn't mean that's not true. It just, it just doesn't mean that I'm not using it for that right now. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, but if you can't, if, if you can't put images in something, that really limits the kind of stuff you can do with it, I think. I, I mean, I think images okay. are, are key. Um, I think code is important. Oh, I agree. I think another one that's less important, but I think it'd be cool and easy to do because of the support is make a math jack. So you can, you can, you can have math jacks in there. You can have the equations. So basically turn a node into a math jacks. Yeah, or... You know, you can do just just like you can do like a, a a sliver of text can be a code can be in code, right? You should have a sliver of text should be an equation, right? Because you don't write just all equations like blah 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 equation blah blah blah. You know, one, within one sentence. Would it be cool to have like you know the way that you can move up and down with command mm -hmm. arrow and all that kind of stuff? Would it be cool if like a node could be an equation, and then you could have multiple equations and you could just like move them up and down and all around and stuff? Like each equation, so possibly. you could reorder them. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it, flexibility is always good. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so that's my next uh, work on list nitro. Right, nitro list. Nitro list. Uh, that's going to be uh, my next work uh, is going to be on that. Uh, hopefully get it done by next next show. By the way, have you noticed that I'm not Maybe. talking as much this show? Well, actually, I wanted. To, well, no, I haven't. Not really, really, because honestly, for the yeah, for the first <laughs> for the first hour, you were talking a lot, and I was going to say to you about that because I know because you did the show notes and you sent me that email last time, and you said, "God, I talk too much. I talk too much." And I was what I was going to say was, we should work out like a little hand signal that I do where I say, "I think you know my my general sense of t my general sense of being time cop thinks you should probably wrap it up and we'll move on to the next thing." So I was thinking I could do like a thumbs up. Or like a like a like a circle like a that's a okay okay that's enough <laughs> okay like it's but not not the kind of like ah, 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 cut, but just know, like cut. that's good like not the cut you signal. can stop now just if like, you like like, yeah, like the, the, the the zero right. I think that's what I'll do um, just to give you that, that I've been hint. trying not to talk as much I've been trying to reel it in a bit well I mean. Not talking is okay, but we do need a back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you just if you just don't talk, and then I I finish, and then it's just dead air. Well, that's what that's I was trying. To, I, I don't mean to leave you hanging out there, right? <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, yeah. I, I I'm not trying to freight that. I mean, I am worried that if I if I if I pull back too much, it will the the show will just lose energy. It will, right? Just like at the end of your it list will. discussion, it was kind of trailing off. So, You're so, like, well, I guess that's the last I'm doing. A... Like that's 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 kind of boring. So we need need energy. I, yes. So that's where you. I, that's why I think it's actually good when we jump on top of each other, when we basically stomp on each other, because it does. Even though it's a bit abrupt, it does keep the show going in a 
just in an energetic way the whole time. Plus, also, we've been doing that for 380 episodes. Like if people, everybody who hated has already stopped listening <laughs> years ago. They're like, that's, dude, that's Jason right. won't shut up. I can't listen to this anymore. I mean, the reason I talk a lot, I was, I was thinking about this a lot. It's just because I'm excited. I have ideas and I'm enthusiastic about talking about them and getting them out there for the most part. That's, that's like a, that's like a big part of it. It's, it's, and, um, you know, enthusiasm is good, but too much of anything is bad. Right. So I, I, when I listen to the show and I think the best parts are, or at least the funniest parts are when there's the back and forth. Right. right. I know we're getting a little meta here for the show, but the the I mean, sometimes I go on a rant or something and I think that turns into a good a good segment, right? I mean, people respond to that and say, Oh, that was a good rant, or they they like, you know, when you especially when I'm like really laying out some truth bomb, dropping some truth bombs. But um mm-hmm. but I when I look back and I'm and I'm when I'm like making the notes and I start laughing, it's typically when we're it's the back and forth. But then if I start monologuing, then that's not gonna happen. So you, because you, you listen to every show, right? Sometimes, I mean, uh, not uh, okay. So there, there, there are times when I literally will sit down after the show, not too often, or I'll just write the notes out from memory, just because right. like I got, I'm like super busy. I don't have time to screw with this. Like da 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 da. This is what we did. Um, other times, like you know, if I forget to do that, or if we we were kind of all over the place the conversation was sort of disorganized in which case it's harder to do that then um what i'll do is i'll kind of sometimes i'll listen to a little bit for a while and then i'll just start trying to fast forward and i'll, I'll go through and i'll try to find stuff but what's difficult is when i when i have i don't have a name for the show and i'm trying to hit and if i and i'm trying to find something that we talked about that i thought was sort of either captured the essence or was particularly funny and then i'm just trying to find it and i'm like god there's gotta be something here you know and or not that i'll go right at the moment but it'll trigger a memory like oh yeah 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 we talked about that was kind of that was kind of weird i should we should you should do that so you know either times when i've listened to the whole thing but oftentimes i listen to myself and i'm just wincing i'm like oh god like i can't I can't, I hate listening to myself. I just hate it. It just makes, every single time I listen to myself, I literally want to quit the show. <laughs> I literally am like, there's like, you know how many times I almost said, you know, Justin, I think I'm done. I can't, this is, this is the, is the worst. I mean, well, cause oh you know, it's God. funny because Izzy walked in to, uh, so we're staying at, we're at the Sandy's parents' house and last night and I'm, was it last? I think it was last night, and I was lying on a bed, and Izzy kind of wandered. She's like, "Hey, Dad, what are you doing? You know, whatever." And I said, "So, what'd you do today?" Because she she refused to come, right? So she's like, "She's like, well, I'm writing some stuff." I'm like, "Great, what are you writing?" She's like, eh. "You know, she never wants to really talk about it." But and she goes, and I think when she started talking about how she feels good when she writes, I started asking her, "Do you feel good? Do you? Do you do? I mean, because I'm always encouraging, like you should write. I mean, I want to pressure her, but I'm always encouraging, like." Right. I think doing creative output is a good thing. Just just write. And she and she does feel good about herself when she writes, but then she reads it and she's just like, oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, it's clearly not terrible because I've read some of it and I can tell you if reading it is not terrible. And you have thousands of people who read different stories of yours online and think it's really entertaining and, and lots of thumbs up and you get lots of love. So it's not terrible. 
And I said, but I know what you're saying. Because <laughs> you know, I have the same reaction. <laughs> and I could find a million things that I do wrong, things that I say wrong, and I speak too fast, and I talk too long, that I repeat myself. I mean, I just go on and on, and I'm just like, you know, it's so, it's it's just, it's just difficult to, it's just difficult to listen. So, just is giving me the okay sign. He's like, shut up, man. <laughs> You've said what you need say to it. say. You've said it. Again, that's the thing I do. Need I need to stop. <laughs> just shut up. All right, I'm going to shut up. So <laughs> no, but don't shut up like that. Just just like tra- transition. Let's just say that transition. Transition. You know, you, do, you, yeah, you need this... like a you need like a um kind of like one of those um you know at Star Wars they had those like those different types of transitions like the the the, the swipe in a clock. <laughs> yeah. From... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. John Fa- John Favreau uh, really uses those in Andor and the and the other stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Or, no, it wasn't Andor. It was a uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. There's every transition's like that. Um okay, well, do you have do you have any links or anything you want well, to Well, we talk haven't about? talked about Math Academy. Oh yeah. We well, that, right? Great. So yeah. um the latest thing. Well, first of all, it's like we've already done this like an hour and a half. I don't even know how we how these these people do shows for an hour. Like they limit to an hour. Like how do you even I don't even know how you even talk about anything. Wait, before you talk about Math Academy, I want to talk about Math Academy. We we the texting us you people posted you a link to to hacker news last night jump on this man and then another one today jump on this like there's there's been a couple of opportunities what's the deal well i saw the one when we were driving through the desert in arizona okay and that's not a great opportunity it's not a great i was wiped out the sun is blasting me in the face (laughs) you know the the entire ride it's funny the entire ride to utah from Vegas, entire time right back, the sun was blasting on my side. So I was literally getting the full force of the sun on my face. And I was just wiped out and tired. And I hear this thing, you should let, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And so that's one. So I was not, is not, I was not in a situation where I could write something out. I'm not going to write a long, not in the mood. We can write on my phone, my finger, tat, tat, not in the vibe. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> it's true. Hey, guys, like... you should try Math Academy. It's really cool. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Secondly, um, I, I don't want to overdo it. You know what I mean? It's like I've done it enough times that I feel like people, it's like, dude, this guy, math, they, they pops up every single time as a math. It's just, they, you know, they're promoting themselves. So I'm always a little worried that it gets, it's like, gotta, not over, don't overdo it. And I've, so that's one thing. I'm a little worried about that. Um, and two, or th- and three, that was two. Three, um, it wasn't on topic enough because there they're complaining about the math curriculum, right? Yeah. This was the fight aspect, right? Of it so it's that like we've been speaking about. Yeah. Well, what, 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 what? You should use math again. Well, what does it have to do with this? You know, it, it be the, the 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 things that work best. What I found is when it's almost like SEO. What kind of SEO works best when it converts somebody who somebody has a question that they're ans- asking, and your page answers it, right? Yeah. That's a good way if to somebody's asking, it. how do I learn linear algebra? Or how do I know enough math to machine learning? Or, you know, I always wish I knew calculus, like Math Academy, right? They're like, oh, like that's, they're going to the link because they're interested in that topic and they're pro- and they're thinking about that question. And then you are, yeah. you are the, a, a potential solution for them. 
that converts. Mm-hmm. But there's been stuff like on space repetition. That doesn't convert. People are just reading about space repetition in general. How many of them are really interested in learning math? And even if they are, they're yeah. just not in a mental state. They're not thinking about it. They're not like, this isn't the problem I want solved right now. Maybe six weeks ago I was thinking about this. Right now I'm thinking about something else and I'm just want to read the thing of space repetition. So it's, it's um, I think you really got to catch people when they're looking when they're when they're when you're an answer to their question this was not an answer yeah. to their question i'd just be yeah, kind of butting in and say hey guys well by yeah. the way you know i see that i think that's good that's good uh respectful marketing yeah it's just yeah and otherwise it's just a waste of time you get on there and it's just kind of dumb and nobody nobody converts and i because i have a couple times and I, I i wrote something that i thought was a pretty good comment and yeah, like, like space repetition was one I remember, and it just didn't work at all. And I remember telling Sandy, walked in, I said, you know, okay, I think I've learned something here. Because I'd seen something happen in a slightly different instance. It's like, you really, you want to choose your battle, pick your battles. Like, go, think about it in terms of the SEO. The the, the SEO analogy is, is is right on. Otherwise, just don't bother. Okay, guys, I'm getting the transition. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Are you going to say that every time I do no, it? just for this show. Just so they okay, know. Like, shit. man, Jason really is, he's shutting down. Like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> he's really transitioning well. Yeah. <laughs> no, Justin, Justin turned off my audio. <laughs> Thank you. So, so what else are you going to say? Um, okay. So, um, one thing that we, we just, it was, it was funny. So Colby said he wanted to take the, um, linear algebra and multivariable courses over the summer to get prepared to take the four credit exams he's going to take in the fall, which I talked about in a previous show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on, um, on uh, I guess it was, oh, geez, I don't know what it was. Um, he did the, uh, he did the, on Thursday, I think he did the uh, linear algebra thing. And then I said, and I said, you're being careful, right? He's like, oh, I missed a couple of dumb ones. I'm like, dude, don't do that. I said the system doesn't it can't tell whether you're being sloppy or you don't know stuff, right? And and so it was causing me stress because I was like, you know, this thing is not going to not going to do a, as good of a job because you're not you made some stupid mistakes. And I want the system to work for him well over the summer so he's very well prepared for these exams and has spent time doing dumb stuff because he's like, yeah, I've had to answer like 60 questions, 70 questions, so all just like pre-calculus stuff. He's gotten like five or six linear algebra stuff. I'm like, well, I can tell you why that happened. It's because you missed a handful of stupid questions, stuff that you know, and now it's kind of trying to explore all the foundational areas that it thinks that you might not know. Yeah. And so I was, and so I was like, okay, this is not good. So, so, dog fooding it. That's right. We're dog fooding here, right? And I'm realizing the diagnostic is overly harsh in that it can too easily you make a few silly mistakes and it starts being fairly pessimistic about what you know. And I was like, okay, well, how do we fix this? And I said, you know, the reality is I think when you miss a question and you think you actually know it and you made a silly mistake, you need a second chance. So I talked about Justin yesterday, the, the, that day, and I said, look, we gotta, we gotta, here, we got to figure out how to solve this because this is not good. I, as a user, as a parent, I'd be kind of pissed. 
I'd be like, this thing says Colby knows 9% or 19% or something like that of linear algebra, which is not true. It's not accurate. This is a waste of time. And I'd be like, ah, cancel the account. This is this we gotta fix this. And so initially he, he just was like, Yep, I totally agree. What we should do is if you miss a question, we can well follow up with the second question to say, okay, see if that was just maybe it's made a silly mistake. But then I was thinking about it today when we're saying we're in the car driving back from Vegas and we're in the middle of the desert. And I started, I said, you know, the problem with that though is now the, now the diagnostic is going to be like 50% longer, right? So if you have 60 questions under normal question, the normal situation, maybe you have, let's say just say 60 questions it would be on the longer side for a bigger course. And you miss, let's say half your questions, because if this thing's a diagnostic, you're probably going to miss a third to half the questions just by the way diagnostics work. We're constantly trying to find where you what you don't know, right? So that means the half, the third to a half that you don't know, we're gonna you're to multiply that by two, because now you have twice as many questions. Ballpark. Mm, exactly. Now but Sandy said, and I said, that's not good. We don't want overly long diagnostics. And Sandy was like, well, isn't it true though, like if it finds out that they know something when it thought before you didn't know, now it's not gonna spend time exploring these lower level stuff because it didn't you know it. And I'm like, well that's true. And I said so Maybe I'm exaggerating. In the worst case, it's a 2x. It's a 50%, 1.5x. I said, we probably have to run some simulations because there's a lot of nonlinear effects on this and it's going to be different for every core. So it depends on the topology of the graph. But regardless, it's going to increase the length of the diagnostic, which is not a good thing. And we, it's not a good experience to have an overly long diagnostic. So I thought, okay, what we should do is if the student gets something wrong, we can say, have a kind of a button that says, I th if you think you made a silly mistake, you know this. Click here, and you can do another. Give an you know another question. Give an, another second try at another, a similar question, or never mind. Move on to the next topic. Something like that. So if the student thinks they actually do know it, they're like, oh yeah, I just you know what I just I forgot the negative sign. Yeah, I know this. This is stupid. Like they get it right. If they're like, yeah, I don't really know this. Now the downside is. Uh, I, you know, a student could try and learn from the explanation and go, oh, I think I know how to do this. And they don't really, and they're kind of pattern matching a little bit, right? That could be a little dangerous, people placing a little ahead where they would normally. And yeah. the downside of that is people placed in the course, they're placed further ahead than they should be, and now they're struggling right out of the gate. Right. Sandy is skeptical of that. She's like, I don't really think that's going to happen. I don't think most people are going to learn from an example if they don't know it. It's only people who were rusty or made a silly mistake. And not only that, what we can do, what we're talking about is, so we were calling like, if you get a second question, you got the first one wrong, you can just follow up and you get it right. We're calling that like a boost. So we give you a boost on these questions. Okay. So if you are, a, let's say you were assessing a tutor, or you were a tutor assessing a student. If they were doing calculus, if you were doing assessment on calculus and you said, all right, here are some questions on some basic algebra, some functions or something, and they miss it, and you'd be like, I think, I think you know. You explain what they got wrong. They're like, oh, right. Then like you give another yeah. one, they get it right. Like, okay, we're good. You know this. You just weren't thinking about it right for a second. Yeah. yeah. But if we get deep, higher up in the course, and we're like, okay, we're integrating a polar curve, and they get it wrong, and you're like... You know, okay, we, and I give you a second one to get it right. We're like, well, yeah, 
we're going to round out a little bit. You get higher up, we're going to be a little skeptical that you know everything, but but we're going to be a little optimistic on the lower end. So we'll maybe try and round up, be more optimistic on the lower stuff, and a little more pessimistic the higher up you get. Um, because Sandy, she's like, she was joking with me. She's like, she's like, you and Justin are such hard asses. You're like such like he's. She's like, and Justin is totally bought into your elitism. <laughs> She's like, she's like, you know, and I was joking. I told Justin this. I was like, yeah, she thinks I'm like the Sith Lord who's who's pulled you over the dark side where you're before you were like, well, you know, everybody can learn math. And I'm like, it's all like you. You know, it's just like, you guys got to. So she's just like, you need to, we need to be a little more, a little less harsh. Because what's happening is, is people are getting their they're just they're getting crushed on these diagnostic tests and she's like you have 174 missing foundational topics and she's just shaking her head going this is not good you know she's like there's a kid she's like just for instance and you know the student comes in dad emails she's like you know i'm just a little i'm a little confused because my son took this pre-calculus course aced it and he did really poorly on the diagnostic says he should be in algebra two um, so the question is, it could be one of two things. It could be we are being too harsh, right? Or it could be that the kid's math class is really lightweight, and they, like, and they which is true in a lot of cases too. I said, so we need to be able to handle these things appropriately. We need to be able to not, you know, act like everyone has to have perfect knowledge of everything to say you know a course. But we also can't be just yeah. promoting people way beyond what their what their skill level is because they're just going to hit a brick wall and be like, I can't, I can't do any of this. This is horrible. So, you know, I, so that. But couldn't you, um, but like, couldn't you be kind of e- like you like you just said, easier on them lower down, harder on them higher up. But even when they do hit that brick wall, is can you not then be easier on them at that point? Yeah, and so that's something that Justin and I talked about was the idea of having these sort of mini diagnostics. So Justin had he, oh, this is like six months ago. He started doing Duolingo Spanish thing just for fun because his um, fiance was was doing it in grad school, taking a Spanish class for fun. And so he said, "I'll just do it, and we'll just can do it together." And he's like, "You know, it was really." He said the experience was that when he started out, like he hasn't done Spanish since high school, so really rusty, right? So he did really poorly on it, on the diagnostic. But then as he got in, he started getting warmed up. Then he realized he knew lots of stuff. But Duolingo allows you to kind of place out of areas. Oh, you think you actually know this? Like this little segment? Do this. And so I was like, we need to do that as well. He's like, yeah, I would not have continued with Duolingo if I couldn't have later come in and placed out of sections Stuff. So that's like that's been something that we built in that I need to put in there as well. So you 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 kind of keyed in on a on a um important important thing. So it, anyway, nice. just to sum it up though, the you really need to balance out being a hard ass, an elitist, which I am clearly that that's the camp I live in a lot of the time, with being a little more a little more gentler, a little gentler. A little more optimistic, like, oh, you know, you can do this, you know. And I, I think you really need to balance the both, right? If you're totally 
if, if you're if you're too optimistic, you're too gentle, then it's not real living in your reality. And if you're too much of a hard ass, then it's just it's not a good experience. You really you really need. Both. I mean, that's that's true for you in real life as well. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You need to be a little less harsh, a little well, more. Sandy balances me out. She's kind of like okay, like <laughs> she plays that role a lot. Like, uh, um, so that was it. And it, we were Sandy and I were driving. I was the last thing I'll say about it is we were driving. We're talking about this on drive back from from uh, Vegas, and I said, "Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's fun that we can talk about this together. Right? It's fun that we can solve these problems together. Like we're literally solving these problems, right? Because she spends a ton amount of time communicating with with users, yeah, all the time. She she knows how they're feeling, what they're frustrated about, what they're confused about. She watches their activity. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen people come into the I've seen people come into the Math Academy channel and like, why? What like why does it say this?" And uh, it's it it is disheartening. I mean, that's what Raptor said. He's like, "Oh, it's like a kick to the stomach." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it um, we got a we got that, that's an area of uh, we can we can um, we can get better. We can improve. So fix that before the HN launch. Right. Yes. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, speaking of links, did you want to talk about? I I do want to talk about any links you've got. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, one last thing I wanted to say about um. I know I talked about this last just last time a little bit, but I'm really excited about Colby's game. Oh, it's, okay. It's it's <laughs> I, you know it's funny because he's been working. Where's his updates? Where he's he's not where he's he's supposed to be updating. He's supposed to be bringing people in, nurturing people. Where's well, it's that? not quite there to bring people in. I think he he's got a few things to do, but I think he can update at least once a week. I mean, like we've been on, we've been on mm. away for a week, right? So we've had a lot of time. Okay, but um. He got the economic engine working, and now it's like he needs to get shipyards built. So you need shipyards to build spaceship or to build units, right? And the different levels ship yeah. large. You can only build certain level units at certain level shipyards, and it's a lot. There's a certain you know amount of um, game logic that goes into this. Can I give some feedback? Sure. I don't think you should call them units. That's what they're called. Yeah, but I don't think it, I don't think you should call them because it's boring. I think they should be called like something more fun. Like, like, I don't know, like spaceships. Well, they're not all spaceships. So, so what? What? What are? What well, are they? it can be colonies. They can be bases. They can be. I mean, I, I mean, units is just like a. It's like node. It's not even. It's not yeah, even exactly. something that you talk about in the. You don't really. When you're talking to this, the 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 player, you're not saying you're the units you can buy. It's like, it's more like things you can okay. buy. You know, whatever. So that's not even really saying. Got it. Like, got it. Got it. Got it. So it's like the ba- it's like a background. Yeah, it's just an abstraction. Okay. Everything's a unit. All right. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's funny. I was kind of looking around on the internet. I was looking for just examples of sort of like um, a turn-based strategy, sort of a space game. Just kind of see has anyone done like really cool map or really cool board or anything? But they don't exist. Nobody's built anything quite like this. Now they have like these things where it's like an open space thing and you move stuff around but it's not more of an abstract you know strategy game like a board game like a like a just like a like an internetized you know like as if like there's all these chess games like you know that kind of thing right chess backgammon but there isn't something for these other games i was thinking the same thing for swarm remember that Mm -hmm. game yeah i did yeah yeah, I, but I just uh, I, I think there should be more stuff. Yeah, like that. so those are like at the extreme end of 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 um, abstraction, you know. So yeah. I'm thinking more like Polytopia is for 
um, you know, it's like not, it's not a realistic thing, but it's not a, as a, a pure realism thing, but it's not a pure subtraction. It's kind of halfway point. But it was funny just yeah. because this particular area, I just haven't, you know, when people say, oh, there's this or that, it's not really what we're, what he's doing. And so it's it's nice that it's like, it's like, okay, it's not like, well, there's five things just like this. Let's just build something that's kind of a an average of those or like one of those. But there's just really nothing like it. And so I was like, okay, this is actually going to be, I mean, you know, could be a reason because nobody wants to play it. <laughs> nobody cares about it. But I, I don't think that's true. So it's... um. And you know, I think there's potential here. So I, anyway, I've, I've, could be I've been talking to him about it. Why, you know, as he's building, he's making good progress, as we've talked about. Um, you know, he's got the foundation set that's coming together. So he's more excited. He's getting excited again. He's, he's already it, been. He's always guys... been excited about it. And it's so it's all. It's not like I don't have to push him. I don't have to say you should really work on your game. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't have time for that. It's like, either if you want to do it or don't, but he does. And so he's usually kind of, Oh dad. Okay. So I got the economic equation. Now I just got to get the shipyards and I'll do this. And I do that. So, you know, he's making progress. Um, so, you know, I don't really have any good links. I was just going to, the only thing I was talking about, there was a guy who was talking about how don't take venture capital because it'll destroy your company. Did you see that one today? It was like number one. I mean, I didn't see it, but God, I know, I certainly believe it. Yeah, it was the first home Sandy. I mean, it's the stuff that I've talked about numerous times on the show and in person. I can't many times I've had this conversation with Justin where it's like, look, you know, once you take money, that now you're you you've committed to either going public, being acquired, or or going into business. There's, there's no other real option, and um, you, as soon as you start making money, you gotta you know you you have to start. Raise the next round within six months. You're working. You're working for them. As soon as it happens, and, you're working. And, for them. and there's, and of course, the, and then of course, once you take venture capital, then the, the, the more rounds you take, and you, you typically have to because you're not profitable. The whole point is to grow as quickly as possible, and then you, um, the bigger, more money you take, and the higher valuation is, the fewer potential acquirers you got. But what about a scenario like Drip or um, Math Academy, where loads of fans want to invest in you? Like you wanted to invest in Drip and that wasn't possible. Fans want to invest in Math Academy and that's not possible. Like, is there is there like a middle ground? I don't know. I mean, it's like, so, I mean, so so let's let's just say that. Um, okay, so okay, let's make up a number. Let's say that there were twenty texting lover, uh, texting listeners that were serious about it. They're going to put in ten grand each. Twenty grand. Well, yeah, how much, as I how said, much does it'd it need be to probably be? somewhere between. It'd be probably somewhere between five and twenty-five. There might five be a couple okay, of right. uh, whales out there. So I'll throw in twenty-five. You know, and I have some friends yeah. who probably could throw in fifty or so. Who there people said it, but it's like, so I raised two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, it doesn't really change anything. It's not enough. No. It's not enough for me to like. I don't. I don't know if it really changes anything. And now, now I have a now I have a headache of you know. And I have now I have another job, which is investor relations. You know, yeah. and now we got a paperwork has and and K ones and you know because it's a it's a it's not a not a C corp. It's um it's a LLC and stuff. So it's the same thing that, uh, that um Rob said to me. He's like, I said, here's ten grand. I'll just give it. He's like, I, it's just I don't want. It's just not worth it. I just didn't want to deal with it. And I don't remember the words he used, but essentially it was just more of a pain in the ass it was worth. I mean, if it was, it's one thing if I said, here's a million dollars, maybe he would have said, huh. But like 10,000, 20, I mean, at a certain point, it's just not, I don't know if it's, I just don't know if it's worth it. And the, 
Yeah, I mean, well, what what would make it worth it? Is there any number for you? Well, I mean, the pro- well, well, first of all, okay, let's just say, let's just say that that there was a version where people invested and um, you still didn't have to get take venture money or anything like that. They were just like wanted dividends yeah. one day or something like that. Dividends, yeah, maybe, you know? maybe what? Like it, it, you know. Okay, so. And then what would be the what would be the number? So it'd be like some dividends sometime down the road, and then what would be an amount that would make you think, yeah, you know what, that would be kind of. Helpful. I mean, so you know, if if I was able to sell like a you know like a a minority of the company for you know a few million dollars or something like that, I'd consider doing something like that because I mean, I've already put in like two million, right? So this is, I'll give you five hundred thousand. Mm. Like, who cares? I mean, it doesn't really change my risk. But it was like, okay, I can kind of get back. You can get back. Yeah. So like I change the risk. Like, okay. So if we, if we had like a few million bucks sold 20% of it or 10, 15% of it. And here's, I don't know, whatever it was, some, some minority where they don't have control. There's no guarantee. There's no, we're not going to go around money, but just take our risk off the table. Um, have a little bit. And they're buying equity. They're buying the potential of dividends because you're not going to exit this thing. I mean, most likely. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, you never say never, but the chances are, I mean, I, if I had an ideal situation, my ideal situation would be that we would, you know, be like one of these companies that just grows and organically and becomes uh, just a, a cash cow over time. You know, I think it's like an in and out burger, right? They never take any funding. I don't yeah. think they're just like a family grow. They grew from one restaurant to two to four to now they just you know, they make huge sums of money and they have a great company and make great. And we just had that. We just, we just had it out for lunch the way back. So I love it. I was, like, such oh, a great. I was telling, I said to Sadie, it's like, it's such a great, so great yeah, food. Go, but it was go, like, go. I was like, they're like a lesson in, in operational excellence. They're just so well run. It's incredible. How, how the throughput, but, but also what's so cool about them is they only have three things on the menu. Like it's just literally, a cheeseburger, a burger, or like uh, fr- fries, know, burger, like burger, a, like burgers, fries, and shakes and fries, drinks, or whatever. But, but they have a secret menu. So <clears throat> I don't know if you know that, but they have a oh, secret yeah. menu, and on that they have like a whole bunch do, of different. Do I things. know that I've been in California <laughs> so longer? Cool. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, but they're and but they're just such a great company. I mean, everything about them. I'll tell you what else. You know, you know, we were speaking about. Um, the uh, a, like a napkin, you can tell the quality of the mm. restaurant. They use Heinz ketchup packets. Mm. Heinz, any 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 company that uses Heinz, you know the rest of the mm. food's going to be good. If they if they don't use Heinz, then they're obviously they're going cheap on the ketchup. They're cutting corners. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, but the thing is, though, you said they have a secret menu. It's not like you can get like a fish sandwich. Right, no, 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 no. Or, or, or big no. nuggets or anything like that. You're not getting chicken tenders or chili dogs. It's like, look, we could make the hamburger in a special way. We have these kind of, you know, animal style or this or that. You know, it's just, it's just the whatever ingredients you want on it. That's all it is. Um, but it is a lesson really keeping it simple and just being really great at something. But I, you know, the thing, the thing is though, is the people who started it had an operating philosophy they had a philosophy of what they wanted this to be it may have evolved a little over time but they it clearly was about quality and consistency 
And it certainly was about operational excellence because you walk in there and like, man, this thing is like you move. They move people through and you get your stuff and it's always good and they never screw up your order and whatever. So, um, but when you when you take investment, it's harder to do this stuff because the, the investors start pushing you to get more traction, yeah. to do this because they want you to grow and show certain types of traction metrics that doesn't have to do with profitability. It has to do with other things that they can kind of convince the next round of investors to put money in so they can mark up their fund and all this kind of stuff. It's just, I don't know. I'm very against it. So I, w- I was just thinking about that today and I was like, man, I could have written this this article myself and, uh, you know, years ago I've been talking about this stuff and it's so, it, I'm just so glad I didn't do that. I wish there was a way to invest in something like Math Academy that somehow wasn't, you know, really taking equity or whatever. Like, I don't know, like an index fund or something, just investing in Math Academy itself, you know, just just tracking the revenue that you do and somehow the the money that's put in could could grow. Well, you mean you uh, could. I mean, you know, like, I mean, obviously like you could. FT, I, although like I think you'll, I'm not sure what the limit is on investors in LLC. I think it's like 100, unless they've changed that to maybe 200. But that's why you can't, why you can't take people say, oh, put in $1,500. Like, No. <laughs> You'd have to have a minimum no, that it would make it even worthwhile. But I no, I mean like, okay. Imagine you you your your revenue figures were public. Oh, you're talking about derivative. You're like talking the, about like a future options le, contract, like like a tra- like a tracker. So like, I'm not putting money into you. I'm just putting money into a market, and other people are buying and selling in that market. And that market is tracking how successful Math Academy is being, because I would put money in that you know what yeah, I mean? so <laughs> because i know math academy is going to call that like a a future a futures contract so you could do that obviously on all kind of commodities right euro dollars and, yeah you know yeah yeah pork bellies or whatever but um they also had it on stocks equity futures so they had futures contracts mm. on the underlying stock initially futures were just like on indexes because you have the s&p 500 futures contract or the S&P 100 index here. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Spies exactly. and spoos and but I wish spiders. That, I wish that could happen. F- you know, I mean, can that happen for a company like Math Academy? Or no, no I don't think. Possible? Well, that stuff is all like... Um, yeah. Uh, those are registered um, securities and stuff like you. That's a public right. stuff. I mean, I don't... You couldn't do anything like that. I mean, I think the only thing you could really do is... Um, yeah, otherwise, you'd run afoul of certain types of securities laws. So the only thing you could right. do is, is, is just... Is just raise money and people become members of the LLC. And, you know, like I said, look, it's not, it's not impossible. It's not uh, out of the question, I guess, you know, I mean, if I could, if, if in theory I could raise enough money where I felt like it removed a lot of risk in the short term and it makes you feel like maybe I'd consider doing getting that 2 million back would be pretty sweet, yeah, you know, but it's always kind of thing now, you know, it's always, so Maybe it is, but I, I I don't think I don't think the Texing crew I don't think people have that kind of money, so I think it'd be sort of a no. I, I, don't, I don't think I it's don't really. Think so like, oh, <laughs> but maybe we will in like ten twenty years. Who knows? <laughs> Just but that'll be yeah, too late. Like <laughs> retiring, you know. So, um, have you seen any, any shows? Let's okay, do the show. Not, we get probably need to. Well, yeah, we'll we'll do the show segment and then we'll wrap up. Um, so it's not a show, but I want to talk about this because I've been meaning to talk about this for a couple of weeks. So. Uh, Nintendo Switch, um, a game uh, called the Origami King, Paper Mario. It's it's an amazing game on the Nintendo Switch. That I, and and Jack and myself, we've been playing this game from from beginning to end. 
it's like a little adventure, you know, where you're sort of tracking Paper Mario and he's got to unlock all these puzzles. And so it's not really about like um, controller skill or something like that. It's just kind of mental and it's cute. It's cute puzzles. And it's just you're going on this journey and they do all these different lands and landscapes and vibes and you go underwater and, and the mountains and in the clouds. And anyway, I really, really love playing that with my eight year old um, <clears throat> Paper Mario. Um, uh, but it's actually called Origami King Kingdom. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's the best game I've played and it's not over quickly. I mean, you could easily sink, uh, like a month of son dad time into it. And, um, yeah, I, I it just, it's just a really, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to get my eight year old to actually stick with something, mm. you know, um, to, so to spend a month on one game, cracking the whole thing through, it was, yeah. That was well, the opposite of me. It's hard experience. to get me to stick with anything. So my kids are like, "Can we get dad to? <laughs> can we get dad to stay on some? I don't know. They, uh, that's yeah. funny. Well, I mean, I think anything you can find where you can enjoy with your kids is great because it's hard to find things that an adult will enjoy or appreciate, and a kid won't appreciate. Right? I mean, there's mm -hmm. some dads or parents who are just open to games of all kinds and are kind of entertained by whatever, but. I'm not a gamer myself, so a lot of times I'm just kind of thinking about <laughs> doing something else. <laughs> but um, mm, yeah, no, me, no, me too. This that this is not really like this is more like a. It's more like a. I mean, it is a game, but it just doesn't feel like it's 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 a game that's very palatable for someone like yeah. me. And I, I, by extension, I imagine you as well. You yeah. probably enjoy it because it's just it's just simple uh, puzzles. <laughs> But anyway, well, I was going to say, you know, that's that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited about the Colby's game, because it's like, that's the game I want to play. But I don't want to spend four or yeah, five yeah. hours setting up a board and playing. I just want to sit on the couch right after getting back from the gym. We got 23 minutes for, for dinner. Like, let's just play a quick game. That's what I want. 30 minute go. game. So, um, well, we didn't really see. I'm trying to think. I don't think we watched any shows this week. Um we went to, uh, we saw Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's movie. You heard mm. of that? Yes. So Sandy, I have Sandy really wanted to go see that. So we took the kids and that was last weekend. Um, and yeah, the kids didn't love it so much. Colby hated it. Colby's like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. You know? Um, <laughs> Who's stupid? <laughs> Your impression yeah, of Colby is hilarious. <laughs> Um, no, no, I, I can because the Wes Anderson movie. I mean, it's it's all obviously just very. It's it's just random art house it's, type stuff. It's bizarre, yeah. and and I thought I think that Asteroid City in particular, Sandy and I really enjoyed it, but I think Izzy liked it okay at early, and they were kind of lukewarm to meh, and uh, Colby just like just hated it. Mm. He, he yeah, that's just not his kind of. He's more of a straight. He's a straightforward kind of guy. So I'm looking forward to next weekend seeing Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible. That's going to be good. I love mm. the Mission Impossibles. Like just last night, I walk in, Sandy had fallen asleep. She'll fix to fall asleep with the show on. So I come up, I was downstairs for a while, and then I come upstairs and it was Mission Impossible 3. And I'm like, love this movie. Love Mission Impossible 3. I could watch that anytime. And um, okay. then Oppenheimer. That's going to be good. Oppenheimer. So yeah. those are the two that I'm really looking forward to. 
Um, I just, I don't think, I don't think we have, I'm trying to think. There was some show we were going to watch or something, watch, but, we just, but we knew we were leaving for Vegas, so we put it on hold. So I don't know. I'll, whatever it was, I'll, I'll remember and talk about it next week. So not a whole lot on the shows. So we good? I'm getting the, I'm getting the, I'm getting good, the man. transition, you people. I've got the, I've got the text. You've got the transition. I've got the text from G. You've got the transition from me. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.